You're listening to the RBN Energy Blogcast. This is an audio version of RBN Energy's daily blog, the oil and gas industry's go-to source for insight. Every day, we cover commodity fundamentals, industry changes, and developing trends across energy markets. And now, we're making it easier than ever to enjoy our blogs. Whether it's on your drive into work, while you're at the office, or at home walking the dog, settle in, turn the volume up, and enjoy. Tuesday, August 4, 2020. Watching airplanes. Jet fuel production starts to recover, but there's a long way to go. Published by Housley Carr. The global effort to stop the spread of COVID-19 brought the commercial aviation sector to its knees and slashed demand for jet fuel to its lowest level in 50 years. That combined with lower demand for motor gasoline and, to a lesser extent, diesel forced refineries in the U.S. and elsewhere to substantially reduce their crude oil input and to make major changes in their operations, all with the aim of bringing refined product supply and demand into closer balance. After a horrific spring, U.S. jet fuel production and demand have been rebounding somewhat in recent weeks, but getting back to pre-coronavirus levels may take a long time. Today, we review the flight from hell that the jet fuel market has suffered through so far this year, and how it is affecting refineries. The RBN blogosphere has been all about COVID-19 the past few months, how could it not be? Given the wrenching effects the pandemic has had on crude oil and refined products in particular, but also on natural gas and NGLs. We've discussed these impacts in a number of blogs, including Free Fallen, Things That Matter, and, most recently, Cruel Summer. In Strange Brew back in March, we zeroed in on how the coronavirus-related collapse in crude oil prices was putting the squeeze on U.S. refiners. As we said then, even before COVID-19 spread beyond China, refineries had been incentivized to shift their refined products output toward diesel, which can be used to help make IMO 2020-compliant low-sulfur bunker. When the virus jumped to Western Europe and North America and transportation fuel demand collapsed, the price signals to ramp down their gasoline and jet fuel production became even stronger, pushing refineries toward max diesel mode. We will take this step by step, first looking at changes in jet fuel demand over the past several months, then at how refineries reacted to this spring's demand destruction by, among other things, reducing their overall utilization rates and tweaking their operations to minimize the yield of jet fuel. Jet fuel products applied, a proxy for U.S. consumption or demand, increased steadily through the second half of the 2010s, though there are predictable seasonal variations in demand, more in the warmer months and less in the colder months. This year was starkly different. After starting to fall off in March, jet fuel consumption plummeted in April and May, to an amazing low of 352,000 barrels per day the week ended May 8th. May as a whole averaged only 596,000 barrels per day, the lowest level for that month since 1970. Since its mid-May bottom, product supply has increased in fits and starts, hitting 1.269 million barrels per day the week ended July 10th before settling in between 1.0 million barrels per day and 1.1 million barrels per day the following two week. While that may sound like a decent recovery, keep in mind that in July over the previous five years, jet fuel consumption averaged 1.74 million barrels per day. With demand cratering through much of the spring, and demand for gasoline and diesel falling too, U.S. refineries did everything they could to slash production. They ratcheted down their utilization rates to less than 70%, on average. They fine-tuned their operations to maximize jet fuel blending into the diesel pool. And, were possible, they adjusted their crude slates. Crude oils with different API gravities and other characteristics result in different product yields when run through the same refinery. While refinery yields of jet fuel averaged 10.1% in the 2015-2019 period and 10.5% in the first two months of 2020, jet fuel yields fell to 8.8% in March, 
4.7% in April and a record low 3.8% in the latest month for which EIA data is available. When jet fuel yields were falling this spring yields of distillate fuel oil diesel were on the rise, from an average of 29.9% in the first two months of 2020 to 31.7% in March, 38.1% in April, and 35.6% in hydrocarbon gas yields doubled, from 2.4% early in the year to 4.7%, on average, in the March through May period, motor gasoline yields bounced around, which leads us to jet fuel production volumes. As you'd expect, given that PAD3 accounts for about half of total U.S. refinery capacity, Gulf Coast refineries are the leading producers of jet fuel, their output fell by 75% from February 2020 to May, from 832,000 barrels per day, to 207,000 barrels per day. Jet fuel production in PAD5, the West Coast, declined from 407,000 barrels per day to 138,000 barrels per day over the same three-month period, and production in PAD2, the Midwest, fell from 237,000 barrels per day to 88,000 barrels per day. Companies that either produce or transport jet fuel and other refined products said during recent second-quarter earnings calls that they expect a slow, gradual recovery in jet fuel demand. For example, Magellan Midstream Partner said in its July 30th call that jet fuel flows through its pipelines in the second quarter of 2020 were down 68% from the same period last year. It also indicated that while it had previously expected that jet fuel consumption in the second half of 2020 would be down 25% from the second half of 2019, it now expects it will be down 40%. Valero Energy, the refiner, reported that April 2020 demand for jet fuel was 30% of what it was a year earlier, echoing the EIA and Magellan numbers. Jet fuel is now closer to 60% of normal, Valero said, noting that as jet fuel demand continues to recover, refinery diesel yields, in percentages, should fall from the mid to upper 30s to the lower 30s, which will help diesel supply and demand return to balance. As we said a couple of weeks ago in cruel summer, rising COVID-19 infection rates in parts of the U.S. are raising concerns that we may be headed for another period of semi-lockdowns. Worries about the coronavirus could also further slow the rebound in air travel volumes and, with it, growth in jet fuel demand. It may well be a year or two before things truly get back to normal. For its part, EIA forecasts that jet fuel demand will average 1.5 million barrels per day in full year 2021, which would be 200,000 barrels per day lower than what it was last year. Watching Airplanes was written by Jim Beavers and Jonathan Singleton, and appears as the first cut on Gary Allen's seventh studio album, Living Hard. The song was released in July 2007, and went to number two on the Billboard Hot Country Songs, and number 43 on the Billboard Hot 100 Singles Charts. It was the first single released from Living Hard. Personnel on the record were, Gary Allen, on lead vocals, Kenny Greenberg, Jamie Hanna, Brett Rowan, on electric guitar, John Willis, on acoustic guitar, Dan Dugmore, Russ Paul, Robbie Turner, on steel guitar, Michael Rhodes, Glenn Worf, on bass, Steve Nathan, on keyboards, Chad Cromwell, on drums, and Perry Colma, Jerry Flowers, Wes Hightower, John Randall, and Russell Terrell, on background vocals. Living Hard was produced by Mark Wright and Gary Allen. It was released in October 2007, and went to number three on both the Billboard Top Country Albums and Billboard Top 200 Albums charts. It has been certified gold by the Recording Industry Association of America. Three charting singles were released from the album. Gary Allen, or Gary Allen Herzberg, is an American country music artist, he has released nine studio albums, two compilation albums, and 31 singles. He has three platinum albums and four gold albums. Alan still records and tours, and recently released his latest single, Waste of a Whiskey Drink. All touring plans are on hold due to COVID.
This has been the RBN Energy Blogcast. Thanks for listening.